And it's time to talk to Jerome Tang on the Matt Mosley Show. Jerome, uh, first of all, it's great to have you back. Congratulations on that incredible run. You know it was hard for me not to call all during that. You know, I I used some uh, great restraint uh, by my standards. Like, oh, just leave Jerome alone. He's in New York City. Let him focus. And for once, I just left my text alone and wasn't trying to book you. But uh, just know I was, uh, you know, we were all rooting for you. And it was uh, what an exciting run. So congratulations on just an incredible uh, first season in Manhattan. Well, thank you very much, Matt. Thanks for having me on again. And, uh, I wouldn't mind if you had texted me or called me during that run. You know, you know how we do it. <laughs> yeah, I was texting you. I just wasn't. Yeah, I, I always love to let you know we're we're out there thinking about you at all. And what a stage for that, Madison Square Garden. You've got Mister New York City on your team. I mean, that was that everything was just so picture perfect and you never know how a team's going to respond Jerome like at that at that at that you know, I guess you had a pretty good feel obviously but that Michigan State game uh Jerome I'm sure the rest of your career people will be bringing that up no matter what you do from here on out and that was of course the sweet 16 game but quite honestly I'm afraid that's the game everybody's going to remember from this NCAA tournament do you sort of get that feeling too uh, I, well I haven't been able to like fully grasp the whole thing yet because I'm still uh feeling a little salty about our <laughs> our, our loss and you know just the, the moments where like man we should still be playing and moments when you know, this was a great season, very proud of the guys and our staff. And um, But, yeah, I, I mean, that was a high-level game against Michigan State. Both teams played terrific basketball. Both, I mean, players were just making plays and making shots after shots. So I, I'm pretty sure it was fun for everybody to watch. Yeah, that would and, – and I think everybody's probably asked you about the alley-oop that came in overtime – and, uh, boy, you, you and Mr. New York City, I mean, he may go play in the NBA, but after he's done with that, he could go do it, do some acting. Um, that was pretty incredible for you all to pull off that play where it appeared that you kind of were having a bit of an argument about what you were going to run, and then he quickly puts the alley-oop, and Keontae goes and gets it with a reverse jam. Uh, Jerome, is that – I'm trying to think back. You all used to have a bunch of alley-oops at Baylor. But I, I don't remember y'all or Scott pulling off something quite to that degree. Had, had y'all done that before, or was that kind of – had you been saving that for, for just the right moment? Oh, oh Matt, I can't. I, I'm, I'm going to just let you know <laughs> that um, that was just two players making a play out there, right? Coach Tang didn't have anything to do with that. I was just on the sidelines, and I was as <laughs> – surprised as the rest of america and the fact that he turned backwards and dumped it i mean uh they said i was that was two guys making a play <laughs> i'm not i'm not buying it especially when you kind of <laughs> you stopped the argument and you and you walked off and right as it happens oh my gosh i uh that that was amazing just everything about that play and i think that's why people you know you used to talk about the joy that Baylor plays with, and they still play with that. But joy became a huge thing with the Baylor program. Um, and, 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 of course, we've talked about what that means. But 
already in year one at Kansas State, you had a team that played with a lot of joy. And, and of course, you helped bring that there. But also having players like Marquise and Keontae and Tomlin. By the way, I mean, Tomlin, I was watching him the other day, and I'm like, wait a second, this dude can go get his own shot. I mean, it's like scary some of the length that you had. Uh, I think back, who guess on. I mean, there's another guy that has all kind of links. Carter's a shot maker. Seals. I mean, this this became a team that a lot of people fell in love with. But uh, th- there's just something that I think America really connected with. Maybe even like that Baylor team from 2021 to a certain extent. Did you kind of feel that happening? And and what do you think it was about this team that w- made it so magnetic and easy to root for? No, you definitely felt it happening because they had such great chemistry. And we, we talk all the time that we, we play with love and joy and freedom. And uh, that's just, just been our thing all year long. We're going to play with love. We're not going to, you know, go compete because we dislike another school. or this. We're going to go compete hard because we love each other. And we want America to, to, to see the joy with which we play the game. And I wanted them to play with freedom, you know, and, and be, be creative out there. And just, just all the hard work that they put in. Uh, I wanted to be on display on on game day, and and you could see the chemistry, and you could tell, man, it, it was just a fun and an easy group to to, to cheer for, because uh, they did all the right things on and off the court. When did you start to realize this season, Jerome Tang, that this could something like this could be in the offing? I, I and you never know. I mean, you know, there's there's a lot that goes into one of these deep runs in the NCAA tournament, as you well know. But was there a part of the season, or maybe even before the season in practice, where you saw something or thought, you know what, we this team may have a a, a shot at doing something pretty special? Yeah, you know, um, before when we started practicing, we got the whole team together. I thought we had an NCAA tournament team. Right. And uh, so when we were picked 10th in the league, uh, I, I just said to myself, well, we got 10 teams in this league that, that's going to the NCAA tournament um, because I thought if we're the last team and I know we're an NCAA tournament team. Everybody in our league's really good, which turned out to be the truth. We had a, the best league in America. But it's when we went when we won the Cayman tournament, I thought, OK, well, we got the kind of grit and toughness that you need to, you know, to be a good, good team and to to really you know, to, to do some things. Uh, I didn't know how much we would do, but then when we went on that road trip and we beat Texas at Texas and Baylor at Baylor, then I was like, okay, man, we got a chance to be really, really good. And because every night, if we could keep the game close in the last five minutes, I thought I had two of the best players on the floor, if not the two best players on the floor. Yeah. Talk about kicking us while we were down. What were zero and two at that point? You put zero and three. Texas was in a bad way, and you <laughs> you put it on them. What was that Texas game? What didn't y'all score like a hundred and sixteen points? To, yeah, but Texas scored a hundred and three. Also, it was <laughs> it was an NBA game. Did you did you bring any did you bring a lot of kind of just your principles that you had taught all those years at Baylor and you and Scott like what's the biggest Jerome Tang flourish that maybe you weren't totally able to 
to to put in until you were the absolute guy running everything. And I know Scott gave you guys a lot of autonomy over the years, so I, I don't exactly think you were held back. But when you look back on this season, is there anything that we can look and go, that is a Jerome Tang his own thing that he's always wanted to implement. Is there any aspect of something you brought that, that we could put in that category? Uh, pro- probably just the locker room clap before uh, we get ready to go out there, you know, <laughs> no, you know, you know uh, the thing is that, that coach, coach always, coach Drew always um, allowed his teams to play to their strengths. Right. So whatever gave that. And so he was never married to a style of play. And I, I really took that from him and figured out, you know, what, what was best for this team to allow them to, to play at their best. So it wasn't like, hey, we're going to run this system or this is how we're going to play. It was what allows us to win the game, what allows us to have the best chance to win the last game. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I mean, that smart coaches look at their best players and figure out how they can put them in the best position. Uh, to be successful and and it changes from time to time um, maybe at some point in time in my coaching career I'll get to the point to where I can pick the guys I want that um, fit how I want to play but right now I'm not at that place so I have to get the best players that I can get and then figure out what allows them to be the most successful did you like the zone all those years y'all went zone and then obviously uh for obvious reasons you went to man to man partly cuz you had Davey on and the players were begging y'all to go man to man what that that had to be an interesting transformation you know kind of over the years because y'all came known as a great zone team and then you became known as a great man to man team does that kind of help the fact that you've done both and feel pretty comfortable doing both of those things, you think that's going to uh, continue to help you as a head coach? Yeah, I mean, the fact that Coach allowed me to learn the zone and how to teach it and how to be effective with it, we were able to – the guys we were able to get, I mean, we were able to recruit long, athletic guys, and uh, and so we could have a the whole back line covered. You know, I mean, it was – you know, you had seven foot of length, uh, uh, you know, 21 feet of length across the back, you know, with three guys with seven-plus wingspan. And so, yeah, I'm learning that. And then being able and coach being uh, willing to look at his team and say, this team will be a better man-to-man team. Let's let's, let's play man-to-man. And, and the guys wanted it too, obviously, Davion and, and Jared, those guys. But they bought into playing the way and coach, coach um, had the confidence in, mm-hmm. in himself and in our staff that we could teach it. And, and hold them accountable to it. So it just shows the greatness of Scott, man, that, um, you know, he can, uh, you know, we used to, used to say this about Bobby Knight, that he can uh, take his and beat yours, that he can take yours and beat his. And I, I think Scott's just like that. He can take any group of guys and he'll figure out their strengths and he'll put them in position to be successful on a basketball court. Yeah, says the guy who beat us twice this season. But okay, I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I do agree with that. I was just thinking about when you said the long, the back line guys. I was thinking about Corey and Motley and Udo. I mean, that, that just a remarkable and run. Aunt, and Aunt Jo and Aunt Jones and Quincy. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah, yeah. Isn't that yeah. amazing when you think back yeah. on on that remarkable run of of the big, you know, and that's uh, that becomes oh, part man. of the DNA of your program, doesn't it? Yeah, and we didn't even mention Perry Jones and Quincy Miller. Oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. Quincy just, Miller. Yeah, yeah. I think of those guys because they were kind of versatile and could could go outside. Um, and then the guy that ended up, uh, what, playing in China but was was going to go to the NBA and had the uh, had the eye condition. My gosh. I mean, it just Isaiah. Isaiah. It just kept, yeah. Just it's a, it's kind of remarkable how many guys y'all had along that time. Talking to Jerome Tang, reminiscing, and then also talking about his unbelievable run. Um, Jerome, your Kansas State people, well, they love listening to the show now, especially when you're on. Right? They're they're like, oh man, we're gonna we're gonna learn some in, some insider stuff here. Um, I I, I got to ask you about this portal. I'm starting to see, man. This is fast and furious. There's no time to sit around and. Either lick your wounds or 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 go to the parades, and I'm sure people are wanting to throw you for the great run. You got to jump inside this portal. You're losing Keontae. You're losing Marquise. The cornerstones, tremendous people. I assume is Masood. Is he done? No, it, it has. It still has another year. Good, good. Okay, he's coming back. How active will you be in the portal, knowing that? It, you you did a tremendous job for this year's team, uh, and have you had to jump right back in there? And and uh, how how much time have you and the staff been spending with all that? Oh no, I mean uh, I got we got done, and I thought, well, you know, we we'll give the guys a few days, and then I'll do some you know um, exit exit interviews when we get mm-hmm. back from the Final Four, and and uh, then yesterday it was like moving fast. I mean, things were just flying, and so I started my <laughs> interviews yesterday with our guys and staff meeting yesterday, staff meeting today, met with some other guys here. We've already been talking to guys in the portal. Um, yeah, we, we've got to um, stock up this roster, and, um, you know, I'm looking forward to it because uh, we want the same kind of guys that we got this first time, and uh, we just have access to higher-level talent right now, and we just have to make sure that, that their character outweighs their talent. That's interesting. A higher level talent because of kind of what y'all have done, but but you want to make sure what meets the the talent. You know me. I'm a writer. I'm writing all this down as you say it. Uh, that's int- that's a, that is an interesting way to uh, put it, and I'm sure that's kind of happened at Baylor as you got better and better. Uh, even after the national title, you had to kind of you know it's like okay, we love recruiting at this level. But um, but we still have to kind of hold to our standards and all of that. That'll be uh, interesting. Now, what do you what do you think about uh, uh, Grant? He's getting ready to play. I know you'll be watching that tonight. Uh, NIT in Vegas, and of course that was big for Baylor back in what 2013 for y'all. Kind of a real jumping off point, uh, and and Grant's coaching in that. Um, and then Paul Mills has already gone to Wichita State. Grant's being mentioned as a possible coach at Texas Tech. I mean, I, I bet Scott wishes you guys would stop landing Big 12 jobs, right? <laughs> well, you know, man, these jobs are hard to get. And when you have guys who are successful as Grant and Mills, you know, Mills now is in, in Kansas. And so I, I get to get to help him learn to lay the land in Kansas. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, no, Grant, if, I mean, if Texas Tech is smart enough to hire Grant McCaslin, um, they they would have hit a grand slam in this uh, in this coaching search. He's the real deal on and off the court, and uh, just a great friend of mine. I love him to death, and uh, I look forward to watching his success. And we'll be cheering for him, you know, almost every night except the couple nights that we 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 face each other. And then when they're playing Baylor, I just won't even watch. 
<laughs> Boy, Tech, K-State, and Baylor. I mean, this is just kind of getting, uh, you know, of course, I'm a Baylor guy, so I always stick with my alma mater, but this is getting tougher and tougher because I like you guys so much. And you mentioned Paul. Paul will be on with me tomorrow. He goes to Wichita State. What are what are Paul what Paul and Grant, for instance, their personalities you were around those guys like crazy. Are they similar? Or are those guys way different from each other? What what are the what are the kind of things that jump off the page at you about Grant and Paul? That uh, and by the way, you've rooted for those guys for so long. I, I remember you watching Grant's games when they couldn't even get on like Flow TV or something. And, and I'm like, what are you doing, uh, Jerome? And you're like, oh, I got Flow TV on. I'm trying to watch Grant trying to watch North Texas. So you guys have been pulling for each other for years. But what is it about those guys that you, that you think is going to uh, allow them to continue to be successful, even as they kind of move up the ladder? Well, I mean, they both are extremely passionate about young men, about uh, developing and mentoring and allowing young men to have great experiences, right? And uh, it's, it's their heart connect with their players quickly um the other thing is they're both brilliant basketball minds now they they see the game differently but they're really brilliant and and excellent communicators of how they wanted the game to be played and um and then this 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 is the 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 the, the, i mean this is this is the thing right they are super competitive like super competitive like they would trip their mamas to win win a race. Okay, that's that's they are super competitive and because <laughs> they are so competitive. They are not going to let their guys uh, not step out on their floor or not go on a practice floor and give their very best because they're going to bring their very best every day. Trip their mamas. That now that right there <laughs> is an interesting way to to put that. By the way, did you did you have time to get out and uh, get a nice meal? In New York, I'm sure y'all had some beautiful food catered there uh, to your uh, your uh, wherever y'all were staying. But uh, you're you're a food connoisseur, somewhat of a foodie, I would call you. Did you did you get out and try some of the great restaurants there in New York? Did you did you get you a steak or anything like that while you were in town? No, nah, nah, I didn't get to do that, uh, Matt. I was um, you know we was locked in on what we were doing. One night, uh, Ray, my wife and I, we both. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we walked down to Junior's, the original Junior's, and had some cheesecake, and uh, mm. because they have great cheesecake there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the, really the only like New York thing we did. Obviously, we had some pizza brought in and and stuff like that. But um, no, I, it really was was a business trip and mm-hmm. uh, just trying to put our guys in the best position to to make this a wonderful experience. And and it was man, it didn't turn out how we wanted, man. But you know, God has a plan and. Uh, I was so thankful to be able to experience both the highs and lows with these young men. Uh, and hopefully as a staff, we were able to show them, you know, how to be, um, you know, humble in, in victory and gracious in defeat. And just that this is just a part of life. And it's about how you respond to both the good and bad things that happen to you that people really remember. Is it, by the way, is it weird to be uh recognized on the street now as you're headed down you and ray are headed to juniors or people are people hollering out at you the cabbies uh recognize you or anything like that uh, well, yeah there was a, a couple from north carolina 
and like the 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 guy Reke is like, and it was really funny. They took picture. It, it was. It has been. It, it takes you back a little bit. Like man, the people are paying attention, and um, you know, uh, just just blessed, Matt, Matt. You know, God's just blessed my life so much, and I can't thank Him enough. And uh, you know, just just so honored that I get to represent this great university and and pour into these young men's lives and. Uh, excited about the future here. Like we're going to win a national championship, and it's not going to take long. And uh, I, I'm excited about what God's doing around here. And it's really special. Well, I I enjoyed. Uh, I, I was so excited to get to visit with you. And uh, boy, you brought up Ish. That wasn't that an interesting uh, story. Ramadan, which uh, yeah. you know, as a as a Baptist, we don't always know that much about uh, Ramadan. But I've learned a little more about it. And uh, in fact, our church we actually talk about it. And and there's some kind of uh, Ramadan type uh, meal or or something. I, I I don't know if a meal has anything to do with it. There was some kind of study deal on it. But he did not, I mean, so I have this right, he could not eat anything before sundown, and y'all's game was starting up probably, what, before sundown? And so he played that game probably, he'd gone, what, 12 to 24 hours without putting anything except maybe water into uh, into his system, is that right? Yeah. Well, 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 not even water. And so both Ish and Bebe, uh, two guys on the team, um, Yeah. You know, they it's from sunup to sundown. You, you okay. can't eat or drink anything, and uh, you know it was. I, I was it was so cool to watch them be faithful and devout, and uh, you know we we allowed you know they made opportunities for them to go to mass and uh, well to go to the mosque and pray. Yeah. Um, you know it was, it, man. It was just a really unique and and it's my my uncle my one of my favorite uncles was a, a Muslim iman and he passed away um, last year. And uh, he's one of my favorite people, one of the most devout men I've ever been around. And, you know, I mean, we we have different faiths, but I know that that Jesus says that people will know that we are a follower of Christ if we love one another. And he doesn't call us to judge. He doesn't call us to, he doesn't even call us to, um, to convert that that's not that's not our responsibility. It's the, mm. it's the Holy Spirit that 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 converts. Our love is what attracts them to the love of Christ. And so all, all we're required to do is to love people and love them right where they're at. And and the way you love is you support. And and you, you and and so I, I've just enjoyed having these guys on the team and being able to learn from them and uh, and and be faithful to them and they they be faithful to us and. So it, it's been it's just a pleasure. But yeah, for those guys to observe Ramadan in the midst mm. of playing in the NCAA tournament, uh, the biggest basketball opportunity of their lives, and uh, them be devout and faithful to their to their religion, and um, it, it was it was a, just a pleasure to see to see that kind of uh, devotion. All right. Well, you now get ready to put the team together, restock, reload, and everything. But we've had so much fun watching you. And I pulled off the road the other night to watch, by the way, in West. Uh, I was going through West, and I uh, was going to get my usual kolache, and it was 60 to 59, and I thought, there's no way I can go without watching the end of this Michigan State game. And I'm so glad <laughs> I, I did. I found a sports bar in downtown West. You know the place. You know, about 15, 20 miles outside of Waco. Yeah. And it's, it was yeah. called the Thirsty Lion. And, and they had all kinds of TVs. 
And there we were. I was at one table, and these other family, I don't know who they were, they were in there rooting for the Wildcats because I hear the, I heard the mom say, that's Jerome Tang who used to be at Baylor. And and the whole family was pulling for the Wildcats. So anyway, you had to you had Central Texas behind you, just so you know. Well, man, thank you. Greatly appreciate it, man. Love Central Texas. All right, Jerome. Thank you. I uh, I will talk right, to you brother. soon. Okay. Thank you. Bye. There he goes, Jerome Tang, longtime uh, coach of the Bears, former associate head coach, now with Kansas State, and. Uh, Always a fun guy to visit with on so many different topics. But that run they just made uh, was uh, remarkable. And they almost they had a chance to hit a three and put that thing in overtime against FAU. Couldn't get it done. They lose that game 79-76. to 76. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show, ESPN Central Texas. And a uh, few things to share with you. 